Talk about a gal with a sun-kissed smile She's the cutest thing by a country mile The pig keeper's daughter The pig keeper's daughter The pig keeper's daughter The pig keeper's daughter Talk about a gal with a down-home charm We're talking about the pig keeper's daughter When that sweet gal shakes her low-down thing She'd make a one-legged man dance a buck and wing the big keeper's daughter, the big keeper's daughter, big keeper's daughter, big keeper's daughter. Talk about a gal with a down home charm. We're talking about the big keeper's daughter. She's a queen. She's hey, folks, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bearded Curtain. We're here to help you practice social distancing and uh, have something to listen to while you're alone. Uh, wondering whether you have a disease or not. She's a wild and woolly gal with a smile on her face. When she makes love, she shakes all over the place. The big keeper's daughter, big keeper's daughter, the big keeper's daughter, big keeper's daughter. Talk about a gal with a down-home charm. We're talking about the big keeper's daughter. Lord Hamilton, you are the handsomest fella in the world. Seems to me you could run for president or something, seeing how bright you are. So that's sort of what we're all doing this week, I think, right? Is sort of checking in with ourselves and our, our bodies and interpreting every little sensation we feel as proof that our days are numbered and that uh, we're definitely, definitely going to phlegm ourselves right into the grave. These are interesting times, but I like to think of this as just another opportunity to sit around at home and watch Pornhub. Activities that I believe are currently pro. The only activities. It's a tough one, folks. I don't know if you know this, but uh, well, it's hard to record a podcast when you're uh, alone in your studio and you haven't talked to a human being all day, and then you try to use your voice and your words, and uh, it's not great. You feel a little bit like a like a baby horse. Just, uh, just trying to take its first steps, and that's beautiful. I think, of course, beautiful, but it's also fun, and also the horse falls down, and it's very cute. Uh, but the sort of audio version of that, which is me not being good at talking with my mouth, is much less appealing. Uh, it's not a miracle. And, uh, and it's not beautiful the way that that baby horse is. So thank you for, for bearing with me while I try to get my shit together. 
Anyway, uh, I didn't have a good plan for what, how to choose this this week's episode. Uh, there isn't a lot of porn that's related to viruses or epidemics or anything that would really be on theme for our international nightmare. Wow, it's really big. I wasn't kidding, Moonbeam. I was plumb thinking about you clear over that hill. Um, so I decided to dig into the soft core category and just pick something that looks strange and weird and thought maybe that would sort of distract me a little bit for a while and now I'll try to distract you uh, for a little while and maybe be entertaining for, for a brief moment that we can all go back to freaking out. Well, that's the nicest set I've ever done laid eyes on, Moonbeam. Do you like to kiss him, Jasper? Sure, sure thing, honey. I really am glad you came over, Jasper. Oh. I really do like to do this. Great, right? Okay, fine, let's do it. So, uh, we're watching an early 70s movie called The Pig Keeper's Daughter. I'd now like to read a little bit from my upcoming book. Oh man, guys, I just had to stop right there to cough. And of course, now I assume that I'm I'm dying, that I'm absolutely will be dead and this will be my, my last episode. I know it's not accurate, but that's just how it is in, in my brain and probably a lot of your brains too. It, it, no, it couldn't be that I coughed because I haven't talked all morning and I'm not used to it and I sort of forget how. No, I must have coughed because I have a terrible disease. Okay, let's try that again. The Pig Keeper's Daughter, 1972. Terry Gibson stars as Moonbeam Swiner, a country girl, bullied into marrying a horny traveling salesman. The Pig Keeper's Daughter is a curious artifact. It's more explicit than what we'd expect from a late night cable softcore movie, but only barely. Triple X, of course, is a meaningless boast, as adult films are unrated. But if they were, this would be the rarest of the rare, a double X movie, caught in the middle, pleasing basically no one. Notable only for an excellent soundtrack, and for its charming, low-tech style. The cast and crew are written on pieces of cardboard, which Moonbeam lists up I'll take that again. The cast and crew are written on pieces of cardboard, which Moonbeam lifts up during the movie's intro. And even the end is painted on the side of a bathtub. Keywords. Softcore. Bad accents. Traveling salesman. Hitchhiker. Pigs. My concern about this episode is that I'm not going to be able to cover enough time in, for me to make use of the entirety of the soundtrack. The score is really fun. Lots of original, well, I presume original music. And it's not, like, great, but it's very entertaining, and I'm, I really appreciated it throughout. So much so that there's probably, it's an 80-minute movie, there's probably, like, 45 minutes of music, and there's just no way I'm going to cover 45 minutes talking about this pig movie. But I'm going to try for you. For everyone, we all got to do our part in these difficult times. Anyway, yeah, there's a great theme song at the beginning um, where we introduce 
uh, uh, Moonbeam and the pigs. She spends a lot of time talking to uh, to a pig called uh, Lord Hamilton, little little piglet. Let's take your clothes off too, Jasper, so as I can feel your skin next to mine. And I gotta say, that pig steals the show. There's one sequence in particular in which uh, Moonbeam is uh, getting amorous with our neighbor Jasper. And they're out like literally like a few feet from a place where a bunch of pigs are eating whatever it is pigs eat, pig food, I guess, pig chow. And they're literally just a few feet from them. They're out in, in a barnyard fucking. And Lord Hamilton the pig keeps wandering back into frame. And it's wonderful seeing Jasper have to periodically pick up this piglet and sort of try to shoo him away from where the sex is happening. And while on the whole this is not a good movie, it's more of a bad movie, it's really almost worth it for that pig part, I gotta say. Black clear. That looks like fun. Wonder why Master was so terrible. Uh, it's 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 wild. I what do you? I just I really want to know how these performers felt about that. This being so close to pigs. Now, pigs are they're cute. I think, and they're very smart. Uh, they're known to be the basically the smartest of your classic farm animals. Uh, however, uh, they do not smell good. They smell very bad, and they don't smell um, in a way that sort of puts me in the mood for love. Uh, so I just really wonder what what it was like filming this. And I, I if anyone uh, who starred in this movie from 50 years ago is listening to this episode, I would love to hear it. Moonbeam, Jasper, uh, the traveling salesman, any of you guys get at me. Um, you can contact me um, on Twitter at Dirty VHS. Or maybe go to uh, Reddit, send me a, 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 a personal message. Um, I'm Randy Chardonnay on Reddit, of course. Um, but yeah, the, the pigs are a great part of this movie. Uh, Moonbeam's dad loves them. Moonbeam's mom does not. Uh, she's hostile to them, uh, thinks that he should get chickens instead, which is a little odd. I think maybe she doesn't realize that chickens smell almost as bad as pigs uh, if you were sort of if that was your concern about your farm uh, I wouldn't say that the move from pigs to chickens is a sideways move quite but it's not a huge upgrade and I think any any um, any uh, wives of pig farmers um, and that's sexist you know ladies can be everyone can be pig farmers right every these days it's 2020 you know Everybody's farming pigs. Everybody's farming chickens. Uh, so you you probably already know about chickens and the fact that they don't smell great because you probably have six of them in your backyard because you're an urban farmer. That's why you selected this episode of the podcast to listen to because you wanted some farming tips. I'll try to come up with some for you. Uh, but yeah, you, you know all this stuff. But what I'm saying is 
Moonbeam's mother, she really should pick a different strategy and maybe not suggest this move from uh, from pigs to chickens. Now she is scheming to get uh, to to get Moonbeam married off to someone, and I, I you know I get that it's this the movie is. It's satirical, um, and so it's. But like, okay, the accent work is does bother me quite a bit. It just it just makes everyone sound like a bit of an infant, and um, it it is not good. And the scenes where the fellas are trying to have sex with the ladies are particularly problematic because uh, it's just lots of uh, just lots of like uh, ladies saying no and fellas uh, coming up with clever in scare quotes schemes to turn those no's into yeses and it's it's not good it's not it's pretty bad uh, and it's sort of like you get sick of it and so even if you're like oh i do enjoy these bad accents at the you know you think that the first scene by the end you're gonna be real sick of it another really odd element in this is uh the the salesman is a pretty detestable character i think Uh, he looks like a sort of 70s uh jim from the office he introduces himself with this great song that he sings Here in the backwoods, the people ain't too bright. But along comes a salesman and sets things right. He sells his perfume in pretty panties blue to the local yokels and their pretty daughters too. When the stars are right and the old man's not at home, he takes his thing and does it all right. The life of a salesman's a happy delight when he gets his nookie on a cold winter's night. I'm not too particular about the women I choose. If they're too bad, I'll hide it with booze. <laughs> and the next thing we know, he encounters a poor fellow who is naked, save for his shoes, and has had his hands tied to his ankles, and he's sort of wandering around alongside the road with his ass in the air. And it's one of the more disturbing things I've encountered in an adult film. Hiya, stranger. Hi. You just out for a stroll or you in trouble? Man, you won't believe my troubles. Can't you get loose? No. How'd you get there in the first place? I started out this morning early and had gone 10 miles before I had a flat tire. And after I fixed, I had gone another 10 miles before I ran out of gas. I hiked clear into the town and got gas and hiked back. Got going again, and then I picked up a hitchhiker. I felt sorry for him. I did. Anyway, when I get out in the country a bit, he pulled out this air gun and tells me to pull up hard. Made me take off all my clothes and tie me up here, just like you see me. Boy, I'd say you had your share of troubles, mister. You can say that again. Well, I guess this is your unlucky day. I guess this is sort of like a porn version of like, uh, where, you know, it's that writing thing where the hero pets the dog, but the villain 
the the dog barks at the villain or the uh, the villain kicks the dog and that's how you can tell good characters from bad characters uh, but in a in a porn film the good character would see the fellow by the side of the road uh, with uh, his hands tied to his ankles and he would free him but the bad character instead would fuck him in the ass Anyway, um, so he ends up at uh, the pig farm, and he uh, basically gives Moonbeam's mother a bunch of different like lotions and stuff, and is like a, a, a bribe to have sex with her. And by the end, he's given her all of his lotions that he's selling. He's like, what do I do? I have no more lotions. How am I going to have sex with anyone? And uh, basically, uh, Moonbeam's mother shoves um our shoves the salesman over to moonbeam they have sex in a bathtub they have one of these like you know those bathtubs in um boner pill commercials uh they have one of those like an outdoor bathtub like when you see old people um and they've got like they're always some somehow they've got like a deck with two bathtubs on it like this is a standard vacation thing You, you know what i'm talking about well, they've got one of those, only it's, you know, it's surrounded by, by pigs and pig farm stuff. Anyway, they have sex in that, and then, um, uh, and then a minister shows up, and horror of horrors, uh, the salesman has to marry the pig keeper's daughter on the spot, and that's terrible, obviously. It's the worst possible thing that could happen to him, is that he could be just permanently shackled to this uh sexy lady um uh, and have to like stay there with her uh awful i know terrible instead he should uh keep um going around uh in his car singing his song selling his lotions uh doing uh highway rapes uh, that's obviously like a far better life for a traveling salesman um, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much the, the whole movie. Again, good music. I, I do really enjoy, not in a sexual way, uh, just in a sort of like, I'm laughing at this, this is funny to me way, uh, seeing people that close to pigs having sex with each other, it's, it's wild. It's, uh, I don't, I don't know, the 70s, they were, uh, they were a strange time is all I'm going to say to you. I just, oh, um, a few other side notes. One of the most disturbing things in 70s porn is seeing these poor fellows in their white briefs. Um, it's not great and under any circumstances to see a man in a pair of white briefs. I don't think personally I'm I'm hostile to it. I don't I don't think it's a good choice. But in the seventies everyone's underwear looks like it should be thrown out. Like I don't know if it's just that they were being thrifty and just held on to it for, for too long. You know you know that thing where you buy like a you know, I'm I'm assuming everyone's a cheap ass like your pal Randy where you buy like a six pack of underwear and as a result you've got it kind of evenly in circulation and they all sort of fail within like a week of each other and you have that one week 
or just at the end of the day, you're just throwing it out rather than throwing it in the laundry. Everyone in 70s porn looks like that's what's going on with their underwear, where like they wore it to the movie, but they're not going to, they're not going to wash it after the movie. They're going to throw it away because it's lost all elasticity. It looks awful. It's probably full of holes, although you don't actually see the holes. Uh, and that's just what they wear in these movies. And I'm worried that the 70s were a time when people just had terrible underwear. Isn't, is not that maybe the only explanation? Uh, because if there were good underwear available, they would put it on these people, wouldn't they? So I think maybe the 70s were a dark time when everyone was going around wearing terrible underwear. So think about that, like when you're thinking about like previous generations, when you're thinking about the lives of uh, older folks and what it was like in the 70s, or like even when you're watching like a good movie from the 70s and people are looking really classy and they're, they're wearing cool clothes and they seem smart and they seem like they have it together. Think about the fact that they may well be wearing just terrible underwear. And that'll sort of humanize them a little bit, I think, when you're when you're watching that film and you're like, Well, that guy looks so cool, so much cooler than I could ever be. And yet, underneath those pants, he's wearing the worst underwear ever built by humans. Um what what else? What other side notes? Oh, I think it is worth pointing out that this is all, like, f almost all filmed, like, outdoors or, like, in barns and stuff. And so that makes it feel sort of more open and less confined than a lot of old movies that feel like they're just, like, all filmed in a basement. As rough as it is to see people have sex, like, in a haystack, and you think about, like, well, that's, that's not good. That's, that's not good for, for everybody. This movie doesn't give you the sort of claustrophobia that a lot of old porn movies do, where, where it just feels like everything is happening somewhere sort of dark and dank. Uh, it is fun seeing, like, actual actual sunshine, you know? And I guess maybe... maybe I wonder how much, like, the, the story is driven by the setting in this, in t just in the sense that it's like, well, we got this farm that no one goes to, uh, and there are pigs everywhere. Let's do a porn there. And uh, what are we gonna What are we gonna call it? Well, got the pigs. Let's make Let's make Let's make them central. You know. Let's take Lord Hamilton, make him a little piggy star, right? Yeah, that's a great idea. Moonbeam spends a lot of time talking to Lord Hamilton, sort of talking to pigs. It's it's nice in a way. Um, it does sort of do that 70s thing, though, where, like, um, okay, I'm confident that everyone in the movie is probably between the ages of, like, 30 and 36 or something. You know, that's sort of how it seems to work, where, like, um, in the 70s movies, you'll have, like, three or four generations of people or of characters, and but they're all played by people who are within the span of, like, five years of age of each other. 
and the traveling salesman picks up a hitchhiker and has sex with her and at the end she says she's 15 and i'm sure she's 30 but it's like come on movie i don't i don't need that at all uh and the in general in general in this movie the um the combination of sort of like um the 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 forest gumpian style of everyone's acting and just the um uh, the the ladies saying things like, "Well, Jasper, I saw you doing sex with Moonbeam, and I thought that looked awful nice, and I would like to have sex with you, Jasper." Uh, that kind of stuff just makes it seem like mm, uh, it kind of infantilizes everyone in in, in, a, in a gross way, and, and that's a thing that I could uh, really uh, do uh, without in this flick um and on the whole i'm gonna go ahead and give this um this our standard three ferns i think that if it were not for that the, the uh if it were not for the absolutely delightful work of lord hamilton and if it were not for the marvelous soundtrack i would probably drop it down to a two it's a borderline two it's it's a movie that i recommend uh, staying far from and not watching uh, but yeah enjoy the soundtrack right it's pretty great i think i might there's this one organ section that's to me just sounds like the optimal porn music uh, one of my uh, friends suggested i do an all music episode at one point so i, I will do that i will be sort of doing a mixtape for you uh, dropping it into the feed here uh, for you to enjoy um i'm i don't know what in wonder what circumstances you would want to listen to like a half hour plus of porn theme songs as ripped from um low quality uh, streams on Pornhub. It's not going to be exactly what we call high fidelity. It's going to be uh, a lo-fi, uh, for sure, uh, no-fi. Uh, but I think it'll be be maybe it'll be, it'll be fun to listen to just once, and, and I would recommend doing that uh, much more so than I would recommend ever watching any of these movies. But you haven't done the other leg yet. Can we take off your skirt? I might consider it if you give me a month's supply of Van Sweet smelling bath salts. Oh, Christ. But anyway, um, folks, just take care of yourselves. Uh, and just, uh, yeah. You have a lot of free time on your hand, so spend some of it with me. Um, suggest this to all of your your friends who are stuck uh, at home with, uh, and they've run out of all the good podcasts, and maybe they want to listen to this one now. Yeah, and I mean it. If um, if if uh, maybe you have like a just a just a itch to talk about a terrible, weird old porn movie, uh, maybe we can do that together. We have literally the worst people in charge of this crisis. And if we can get through this moment with the worst possible people making the decisions about it, and uh, well, then, well, then I think we can basically get through anything. And that's almost reason for optimism. Almost. Okay, thanks, folks. Be safe.